Welcome to TikTok, where we're dedicated to empowering the creativity that's within you, especially when you don't see it within yourself because we're on a journey to making you the badass creator that you've always wanted to be because there's a certain mindset you need to unleash unfound confidence to be consistently creative. I'm your host, Snowstop, and it's time to inspire you to be great in what you want to do on TikTok. All right, all right, all right. As you can see by the title of this episode, we're not talking about the TikTok app itself yet. I do have episodes pre-recorded and ready to go, but first, I really want you to understand my inner ambition. I'm not just a TikTok creator. I've been making videos and editing for over five years and been live streaming from all, all the way from YouTube and now on Twitch. Now, we won't necessarily cover that for this episode because I have an origin story that I haven't been able to fully share yet and I wanted it to be documented so we can have an episode zero on the TikTok podcast. Unfortunately, my life was not off to a happy start. And when I say off to a happy start, like I literally mean like at the start. At six months old, I needed heart surgery. And obviously, I can't tell this story because I was way too young. So I'm bringing on my father. So my father will be speaking about this uh, story from his perspective. Trust me, I've heard this story a few times when he tells it to his friends when we're you know, spending time together. And um, first thing I want to say is I apologize for his accent being hard to understand. Um, it's <laughs> I grew up with my dad, obviously, so I'm used to his accent and I understand most of the words he's saying. But it's been brought to my attention in the past that uh, it's not that easy to understand him. So, I mean, I, I can't really put my dad through dialect training or whatever. I can't help him with uh, how he pronounces words. So if it's hard to understand, you know, I apologize in advance. Now, that's the first thing you need to know. Second thing you need to know is that he, uh, you know... <laughs> He kind of named me after him. So this story might get, it's kind of hard to follow along. What you need to know is that his name is Carlos. All right. Pretty standard. But my name is Carlo. All right. Not Carl, not Carly, <laughs> but Carlo. He, all he did was remove the S from my name. So I wouldn't be Carlos Jr. Now, it, it, it kind of helps in the podcast when you're listening to this story, but um, I think he said my name a few times, so it might throw you off. Just know I'm the little baby in this story. Um, and he went on about the story. Like I've had heart surgery twice. So it starts off with me at six months old and then they moved to Michigan and then I am in sixth grade. I don't know how old I am at sixth grade. So you, you do that calculation. I don't remember. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what you need to know. If he says Carlos, it's because in the story, he's, a friend is you know talking to him in the third person perspective. And uh, I think my name is brought up Carlo. Just know that's me. I'm the little baby in the hospital. All these hospital things, all the x-rays, all the things are happening to me. So I'm going to let him take it away. We start our story in Costa Rica uh, in his life. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys, uh, uh, there's a reason why I bring this story onto this TikTok podcast. Please understand that. 
there's a deeper reason and reason why. So please listen till the end so I can emphasize everything once you understand my reason why and my purpose. So yeah, I'm going to let my dad take it away and uh, enjoy. Our family coming from Costa Rica, I'm going to tell you guys, uh, we have very bad experience in Costa Rica with my son born. When he was uh, six months old, or his doctor told him he, he has uh, heart problems. He has a hole in his heart. His uh, doctor told us he has to get a, a surgery as soon as possible because we don't think he, he can make it like that because the communication with the, the blunt to his heart to, it has a big hole. The communication was uh, the blunt went, going from one side to another side. And then they ask us, eh, guys, you have to do a disability for this little boy, the little baby, because he cannot make it like this. We want to try, see if he can do that. Then we got the, he got all the tests, everything, in the, in the children's hospital in Costa Rica. And then they told um, us, okay, the day did the surgery. We went to do this, went to the surgery date. And then they did the things. Uh, the surgery, uh, and, and then uh, something happened in the hospital. Like, uh, for example, today they did surgery, like uh, two days later, he moved into the regular uh, patient room to telling us he's ready to go home. But something get complication in the night time. My sister-in-law was watching him at the hospital um, that, that day because my wife and myself, we used to have a company in Costa Rica. And then um, after he was in the room, my, my sister-in-law called us about three in the morning. He said something happened to Carlos. He no briefing or anything. He's, uh, I think he died. When then we told him, call the doctor, and then she called the doctor immediately. She passed away for about three minutes and then my sister-in-law find the doctor in the way. And then uh, the doctor coming to see him. And they see him, okay, he said, I have to take care of this. This is emergency. Then he started doing massage in his heart. You know, and the top is serious. He, he has already. You know, he died for about three, three minutes, the doctor told us. He recovered him in that moment. And then... After that, um, they put him in an emergency room in critical condition. And then he put the machine, everything that he can bring for the machine. After that, uh, was, we was waiting, seeing him too many, many times. Every day, we were in the hospital praying, praying, praying. Our friends, too, in Costa Rica, they are Christian. They praying for him. It was uh, very hard for us and my wife at that moment. And then I remember that was about two months he was with the machine. Then the doctor started to ask us. We had to disconnect him because he no make it. The machine holding him, holding him is still alive. But it's not because the machine is, is doing his, the, the job for him because uh, uh, we don't think uh, he's uh, uh, he going to make it. We're going to disconnect him. Then we told the doctor, no, we don't want you to disconnect my son. Keep it like that. 
Uh, we don't continue praying, please don't do that. And then I remember was we're in home about one in the morning, we got a telephone call for a friend of mine, and he said, Carlos, are you up? Yeah, yeah, I am up. What? And then he said, Carlos, your son going to stay alive. He was asking him, he's very close friend of mine, asking why you say that. So we went and praying for him today, this afternoon. And then uh, the, someone uh, was directed uh, direct the, the praying in the, in the uh, little church. He said, somebody go, going, to be, uh, going to be a big miracle in the children's hospital in the third floor today. It's a miracle happening right now. There he said, that's, that's the thing I told, I prefer to call you because when she said this, that's, that's what the miracle happened in the third floor of the children's hospital. Um, and then I was thinking, he said, I was thinking it's your son, you know, and then I told my wife, my Sandra, my wife told, honey, um, this was Luis is calling us to say that Carlos wants to stay alive. He's going to make it. And then he, and then she said, no, no paseo, pero it's okay, let's go to the hospital. We went round to the hospital, to the hospital, my wife and myself. When we got there, I asked the nurse, I need to see my son. And then she said, no, for what? She, he's... You know, he's not going to listen to you for anything. He is like a piece of stone in the bed because the machine holding him, to, uh, holding him, he can breathe. But, the, you know, um, the doctor wanted to disconnect him. Entonces, that, that was very hard for us. And then we told the nurse, no, we want to wait, but please let me see my son. I need to see my son. And they finally said, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go see him. I was over there uh, close to his bed. And then I was really, honey, are you okay, honey? Do you listen to me? Honey, I was talking to him. And then when I see a little move, he's moved one his finger, move one his finger a little bit. That was very impressed for me because I, he no supposed to do that. And then I come in and come back, told to the, I be back and told to my, the nurse, nurse, my son moved his little finger. He say, she said, no, it's not possible. She, he cannot move your finger. He's... You know, he's not, he's not alive. We keep it with the machine, but it's not possible. He moves thinking, yes, he, he did. And then I told her, okay, I know why you disconnect my song. They are having a schedule that day to disconnect. I know one who you disconnect the machine for my song. Please keep it. We want to wait here for the doctor. And then I went to tell my wife, honey, my son moved a little finger. He sent me like a message to me. And then he said, she said, no, it's no possible. Yeah, go take a look. She went to, over there inside to see my son too. And then she was talking with him, and then he did the same for my wife. And the nurse don't believe that we was waiting because it was early in the morning. The bow, we waiting over there in the emergency room, and the doc, his doctor coming out. Finally, see doctor coming, and then we asked to talk to the, his doctor. And then his doctor told us, okay, guys, coming in. And then, doctor, you know, don't disconnect my son because he moves his finger. He is, he re, he's, he going to make it. We believe in God. He, you know, we going to, he going to make it. Then he said, you know what? I, 
I don't believe this, but you know what? I'm going to take another X-ray in his heart because, you know, we're holding him with the machine. We're going to do another X-ray. If something happened, they did the X-ray. We was waiting, and then he called us inside. The first X-ray, X-ray the picture was very black. You cannot see anything. And then he said, oh, we want to do another X-ray. He sent another X-ray for emergency. In emergency because he needed to, he liked to see him. And then he came, the other straight coming, then he called us again. And then he said, that one coming good, okay? Then he said, look at this ray that we took when he was in when this problem. Look at he has in her brain, her brain is coming on air, and he has a lot of damage in his brain. You know, it's not possible. Okay, let's go look at the other picture. We put the other picture in the wall behind the other one. He started looking. He said, look, I see this crack in this picture. Look at the other one. We're not seeing anything, any crash, anything. What happened? I said, we are told him, the doctor, doctor, this is a real miracle. Then he said, you know, you believe too much in God. They said, you know, something happened. Look at this. Look at this picture. Look at this X-ray. With the crash right here, damages in his brain, he look at the other, we don't see anything. And then I just thought, don't disconnect my son, keep it, please. They said, okay, guys. But why he was telling us, see, he going to make it, why you want your son? He going to, see, he make it, he going to be handicapped, he going to be a, like a vegetable, you have to take care of him. We, so I say, doctor, don't worry about it. We want the, our son like it is. If God give it like that, but if he give it the opportunity to stay alive with us, we going to we want it. Don't disconnect. I say, okay, that's it, you want it. And then, you know, uh, there's a teaching happen. After that, um, he come in to start to recover and recover and recover. They finally, uh, they put in, okay, uh, your son, um, you know, he's going to be handicapped. He's not going to walk in. And then after many months in the hospital, finally they release him, you know. And then uh, we still thank you. And then he said, you, you have to do the second surgery because his situation is uh, when, he, when he passed away, if the other doctor made massage in his heart, he opened another big hole because, um, you know, it, because the... He has to do a massage in his heart because he has half a surgery already. And then he said, we have to do another surgery to repair the big hole because he's, he's a big problem right now. Then that was our decision. We see that. Um, I told my wife, what are we going to do? Honey, we have to get surgery, Carlos, the second surgery. But you know what? I don't want to do the second surgery here in Costa Rica. You know what? We prefer looking at another doctor in the United States. You know, we are a USA citizen. You're looking at another doctor in the United States. I, I find a doctor Lloyd in Michigan University Hospital. He teaching all new doctors in new doctors coming to, and uh, learning uh, study from Michigan Hospital, Michigan University Hospital. And then I called him from Costa Rica. We got the situation I have. I said, okay, coming in over, we can talk about this right when you come into the United States. Then we decide to sell everything 
And then uh, we sold the company. We sold our supermarket. We used to have it. And then we moved to Michigan, uh, to Southgate, Michigan. And then we went to the, 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 the Michigan cardiology. His cardiologist was, uh, in that moment, and the phone was uh, Dr. Lloyd. Then we went to see him. Then he checking him, everything. He said, yeah, we have to do a surgery. It's very, it's, it's very important to do this surgery. Try to repair his heart because he cannot live like that. You know, he any time he can get a heart attack because he know, his, his heart is not working properly. And then uh, I started, I said, okay, um, then we start keeping control. And then I get him, I get a job in, in Michigan. And then my wife too. And then we got insurance. And then we put him in control with Michigan, uh, Michigan University Hospital with Dr. Lloyd. Then he started controlling him, controlling him. And then finally, he got a date for the surgery. And then uh, he called me, Carlos, I like, before the surgery, I need you coming to the hospital. I said, uh, I need to talk to you because you have to sign this on paper. When I get to the, uh, to the hospital, uh, he showed with me, he came in with me. He said, Lam, I have to show you something. Then he has all the x-ray. He has got ready for the surgery uh, a week ahead. And then he said, you know what, um, Carlos, um, look at this ray in Costa Rica. When they, they open his shades with the sock, they open his shades, they don't close right because his surgery in his chest is not, it's not flat. It's go deep, look at his organ. They supposed to put something to support the surgery to heal flat. It's not feel, it's not heal flat. This is the big problem we have right now. I said, what is it? The problem, Carlos, he told me, the problem is when we're going to open his heart, we have to use a sack. It was in a big risk to cut some organs because it, the, 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 the organ is too close to the skin right now. I need you sign this document to not be, uh, be make us responsible for this surgery. If you want to sign it, if you don't sign it, we cannot do this surgery. You know, ha I don't have no choice. I was with short time with his life. And then uh, the doctor told me, okay, Carl, you want to do that? Okay, I want to sign it. I signed all the documents. I don't make responsible with the doctor with the surgery, the hospital with the surgery. It was a big risk uh, surgery. And then uh, we agreed that they did surgery. And then I started, uh, I went home very, you know, think how I was feeling, my feeling. I don't want to tell anything, my wife, about the situation, the whole, the risk was carrying. And then um, finally we went to the surgery. My wife went over there, other friends, I meet over there in Michigan, went to his surgery. And then I told the nurse, please keep in contact with me how the surgery is going. Okay, we were in the room, waiting room. Every 10, 15 minutes, the nurse coming. Carlos, we're going, we're going okay right now. The, oh, to open his chest took about uh, seven eight to eight hours, something like that. We were for a long time in the hospital, in, in the waiting room. Finally, when she came in one time, he said, Carlos, we open it. We are fine, Carlos. And then my wife said, okay, thank you. And then we said, why is she coming all the time to tell you something, to tell you something that he's going to write? 
because I agree with her, she just in communication with the, how the Syrian are going. And then uh, um, I told them I went, we were waiting and waiting, and then finally, uh, after the Syrian was over, they did everything. They called us, okay, your son going to wake up now. You want to see it? Okay, yeah, yeah, we want to see it. And then we went to his room. The doctor, uh, one of his doctor was there. The nurse, all the doctor was in the room to waiting. He going to uh, wake up. And then when he started to moving, he started to shaking, shaking and shaking his body, his heart. And then his doctor said, get out, get out. This is an emergency. Then he kicking us out from the room. And then he said, bye. We went, uh, come back to the to the waiting room, and then I went another big problem, and then we were over there um, waiting and waiting about two, three more hours. After that, the nurse coming, we got it. We got him the control. You went to see it? Then we went, come back to his room. We asked the doctor, what happened? You know, in the surgery, we had to take his heart out to fix it. When we... Uh, when we put it back, and the first time, his body rejects his heart. That was the big problem we have. But finally, we see he's stable, he's fine. And then, what I can say, that was one of the another second miracle. I believe too much in God, another second miracle. You see my son, right now, he is he's very stable. He controls, he sees his doctor once a year. Uh, he's a... Um, Good, in good condition, very smart boy. He, all the things that Tolos has to happen, are going to happen to Carlos Costa Rica. Really, uh, Jesus, uh, God, take care. He keeping him very strong, a very smart boy. Thank you, God. If this is anything somebody want to talk to me about this, I can tell her the, the same story because it's hard to tell me this because uh, I remember those moments. It's hard, it hard for me to tell this story because it was a very bad moment we had in the past about my song story. And I say this because I still keeping for too many, many years. He's now in college, a very smart boy. I'm very proud of him right now because he has goals. He's, he likes to reach his goals so every day. He's talking different goals. Yeah, I know he he's very smart. He going to make his goal in the way he like to be. Thank you, guys. Wow. Honestly, I didn't expect him to say that at the end. I mean, I don't know about talking about goals every day, but I do like to write in a journal that was created by Mel Robbins, my plan for most days, which does include a top priority, just kind of like a daily goal. But yeah, I mean, I'm a healthy boy now. You know, and I just wanted to drive one key thing to note before the end of episode zero. Hello, podcast listeners. One thing I want to emphasize is that um, you can say that the doctors were going to disconnect me from the machine and they didn't want to keep me alive Correct. because they thought I would be handicapped and amount to nothing in my life, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. So exactly. yeah, that is, this is something I, I make my mission. I want to make sure those doctors are wrong. And I really, really do want to make an impact in this world. And hopefully you guys will follow my journey. 
Thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. You could have listened to any other podcast, but you tuned into this one, and I appreciate that a ton. Don't forget to connect with me on any of my social media at Snowstop TV. Snow like the weather, stop like the stop sign. And in the next episode, we'll get into the deeper reason for this podcast starting, and then we'll get to the content you came for. Take care of yourself and stay sexy.